Tennessee Talk. I am Noah McKay, joined by my guy Chase Hoke. I am back this week. Chase did a great job filling in for me last week when I was under the weather, but I am back now. We're back together. Um, Feels great. Yeah, it's good to be back, but I would have rather had been sick this week than last week because this week it is rough. My heart's hurting. It is a rough week to be a fan of Tennessee sports teams. We're going to break it all down for you. But first off, follow us on Twitter at TNTalkPod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. Give us five stars and subscribe to us on iTunes. However you're listening to us, we appreciate you. Chase, let's get this thing rolling. First of all. Let's, I have to admit it. I was wrong. Yeah. Low bet. Low bet. So, <laughs> Titans are playing Indianapolis. And there's actually been an ownership change in Nashville from Amy Adams Strunk being the controlling owner of the Titans to Andrew Luck. Somebody's been following old Paul Kaharski on know. Twitter. Yeah, he may have put that out there. I thought <laughs> it was it's accurate. I mean, Andrew Luck. Hey, that was a great poll. The only guarantees in life are death taxes and Andrew Luck beating the Titans. <laughs> he has 10-0 and against them. And they sap, the Colts smacked the Titans around on Sunday, winning 38-10. to And any optimism you had after the Cowboy game and after the Patriot game is gone, and I'm not sure how you can go from beating the Patriots by 24 to losing by 28 to the Colts, but the Titans find a way to get it done and do that. Isn't, isn't this a typical Titans turnaround? It's unbelievable. Is, isn't, isn't it? Like, we said it months ago. We're cursed, man. Like, it's we're It's cursed. unbelievable what, how this team can go from being so good to so bad so quickly and then back again. It, it just – it's – the only consistent thing about this football team is that they're inconsistent. And I don't understand <laughs> – That is the most true statement <laughs> I've ever heard. I don't understand how it happens. But the Colts from end to end were just better than the Titans. And it wasn't Marcus – and I so first off, Dean Pease leaves the game with a medical issue. Um, I saw that it may have been something with his eye and not a heart attack like a lot of people suspected, which, thank God. Um, apparently, he's back at work. Rabel glad said he's on, doing well. on banker's hours, in at 9, out at 5. Uh, but glad he's back. But that was not the reason the Titans lost. Marcus Mariota getting hurt for the 70th time in his career is not the reason why the Titans lost. They lost because they were not prepared mentally or with a game plan to beat the Colts. They were smacked around from the opening kick. All right, so any excuse that you may be thinking of, well, if, they, if he hadn't gotten hurt, no, they were already getting blown out by the time Marcus got hurt, right. and Marcus wasn't playing well at all. He right. threw one of the worst interceptions he's ever thrown. It was a stereotypical one that we've talked about where once a game he throws a pass and you go, what are you doing? That interception he threw was just mind-boggling bad. It was just so bad. Right, and I feel like, I feel like when P's, you know, the medical merch or whatever, I feel like it threw the defense in a flunk, but it's not like they were playing great before that. Well, yeah, it, just play – you can't – DNP's not being there doesn't help Dory Jackson cover T.Y. Hilton. Right, right. You just got to cover him. Yeah. And speaking of Dory Jackson on T.Y. Hilton, I saw a meme that I love. You know, my man catch no balls, MMCNB. No, it's my man catch nine balls because T.Y. Hilton caught nine balls on a Dory Jackson on Sunday. It was bad. A Dory Jackson was out there looking like Malcolm Butler. So, I don't – 
say something, Chase, because I'm getting fired up. This team, this team, man, it, it. I'm sick and tired of feeling hopeful and looking forward to Sundays just to dread the you know our next game. The, the Sundays that I dread, they come out and play great. I felt awful against the Patriots. I felt awful going into Monday Night Football against the Cowboys, and they come out and play great. Sundays I'm feeling pretty good, like against the Colts. They go out and lay an egg. It, it's it's unbelievable. Well, I was feeling really good what? about this game. Like, if you listened last week, you know how I was feeling about this game. I would have told you that you were wrong on that because the Titans don't beat the Colts. They just don't. Well, I thought this was the year. Well, last year was the year when Andrew Luck but, wasn't playing. But you know what? <laughs> go back to the year before they drafted Andrew Luck, the Colts – Whenever they had no one pick, they beat the Titans that year too. They beat the so. Titans with like a third round, with like a third <laughs> string quarterback. I remember that very clearly. So, for the Titans, Marcus Mariota goes ten of thirteen for eighty-five yards, um, amazing eight point five yards per completion. Six, uh, it's just bad. Zero touchdowns, one interception. He gets sacked four times. It was a Colts team that hadn't had a sack for the previous two games. They come in, they sack Marcus four times. The last of which, I guess Quentin Spain, Ben Jones, and Josh Klein decided they didn't want to block and just said, here, please go hit our quarterback. Marcus gets hit, goes down. It looks like he's grabbing his hand again. It looked very reminiscent to week one against Miami where he lost feeling in his hand. He leaves the game. Blaine Gabbert comes in, and he goes 11 of 16 for 118 yards. A touchdown and a pick, but the interception is one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in football. I mean, it was like he was playing catch with his five-year-old son in the backyard, just throwing it right <laughs> to the linebacker. I don't know what he saw. It was horrendous. And so let's talk about Marcus Mariota, Chase. Let's talk about um, He was playing really good football entering this game. He had a good game against the Chargers. He had a really good game against the Cowboys and a great game against the Patriots. And you start to feel pretty good. And then in typical Marcus Mariota fashion, lays an egg and gets hurt. It seems like every year there's a game where the Titans get absolutely boat raced and Marcus Mariota gets hurt. My question to you, is it time to move on from Marcus Mariota? And I come with this from the perspective of obviously from an on-the-field perspective, Marcus Mariota is going to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, He can't stay on the field. He just can't. He's right. never played 16 games. He won't play 16 games this season. He didn't play 16 games. He, he's never going to play 16 games. So, right. And you're going to have to pay him in this offseason. What do you do with Marcus Mariota? Well, in my opinion, like you said, the best ability is availability for sure. And that's one ability that he lacks. But I don't think it's necessarily time to say we move on, but it's time to start considering it. You have to start looking at your options. I'm not saying go out and draft a quarterback in the first round. I am. But if one of the first-round quarterbacks happen to fall to the second round, you got to snag them. Meaning who? If, if a Will Greer sitting in the second round, a Drew Locke, take them. Because what are you losing? You're getting a first-round talent in the second round. Yeah. I, I just... Let it, and, and you've already picked up Mariota's option. You allow them to sit for a year, which – that's benefited quarterbacks tremendously. Look at Patrick Mahomes, not saying these guys are going to be on his level. Aaron Rodgers is sat. It's usually good for a quarterback to come in and sit rather than just being thrown in the fire right away. Yeah. I, I think that Marcus Mariota possesses all the skill set to be a really good quarterback, but he cannot stay on the field. 
And if you cannot stay on a field, you cannot be relied upon. And right. there are multiple games each year where the Titans lose because their starting quarterback is not playing. But there's multiple games they win. Yeah, that's that every only, team. That only he can win. That's though. every team. I don't know Aaron Rodgers plays. Do you think they win without Aaron Rodgers? They're not winning a lot this year? Well, sure, because their team is awful. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I get what Rogers. you're saying. Absolutely. So, that, most teams win because of their starting quarterbacks. The Chiefs win because of Patrick Mahomes. Okay, they don't win because of Tyreek Hill. They win because of Patrick Mahomes. So, and when they had Alex Smith, they won because of Alex Smith. Marcus Mariota has to stay on the field. And you cannot pay him $100 million to get hurt every no, season. No, I agree. You, there's no way he can even expect a $100 million contract. But nowadays, that's the market for a quarterback. Right, right. But realistically, he cannot expect that. And if he does, he's not. But another, no thing, another thing is, though, is we have to hold the O-line accountable as well. Oh, for sure. You have, Taylor Lewan, it's looking like highway robbery right now. Well, it's the interior offensive line more than Taylor Lewan for me. I, it's all of them for I me. Mean, sure, but Quentin Spain is a joke. You have to sign a left guard. I feel like that's a bigger need than a quarterback right well, now. Well, I would like to see a veteran left guard come right, into this team. Right. I don't want to see a rookie that has to learn the position. And I'm not exactly sure who's coming up in free agency this coming offseason, but you have, to, you have to make a move. Yeah, I would, I, I would prefer to see a veteran there, but Quentin Spain is not getting it done. And every year it seems like you ask, they bring in a couple of left guards and they're like, can they beat out Quentin Spain? And he goes, and Quentin Spain wins it back in training camp. Yeah, and then the regular season comes and he's awful. So... No, they need a new left guard. They need a new right guard. They need a new center because Ben Jones was really good his first season here when he came here out of Houston. Now he's not. He gets run over. That entire team just opens up, and they come right at him. And it's just – Mariota doesn't have time, first of all, but other quarterbacks get hit way more often and stay on the field. I mean, if you look at the stats, they're like right in the middle of quarterback hits in the league. So a big portion of that, Marcus just can't stay on the field. And I know he got hit hard, and so it's a stinger, apparently, this injury for Mariota. Vrabel seemed hopeful that he would play. I expect him to play. If you don't play with a stinger a week and a day after it happens in the NFL in a Monday night football game against the Houston Texans that you have to win. If you don't win this game, you're not making the playoffs. If he does not play, I will be beyond annoyed. Right. I'll be livid. No, I understand that. You have to get on the I understand that. You have to. Period. One, one thing about Mariota, though, I will give him this, is when his back's against the wall, he shows up more times than he doesn't. That's true. But what about when his back's not against no, the wall? No, I agree. You, but you have to be able to do that four quarters. Yep. For, and you have to be able to do it in games where, you know, your season's not on the line. Yep. You have to show up 16 games out of the year. Because what you do when you don't show up against the Colts is you put yourself in a position where your season is on the line. So the great ones understand – that the season's always on the line because of that. So show up. Don't put yourself in a position. Wouldn't you rather be 6-4 and four right now instead of 5-5, five and five, playing for number one in the division next week and not to keep your season alive? But something about this quarterback or this team doesn't understand that. And that's something else I want to talk about this team. The leadership group on this team sucks. That's why, in my opinion, there's these constant letdowns. There's a lack of internal leadership on this team. And you, they talk. And I think a big part of it is Marcus Mariota. They talk about he doesn't need to talk a lot, right? He's a great leader, but he doesn't need to talk a lot. Well, other teams who have great leaders at quarterback, they talk a lot, and they don't do what this Titans team does. No, I agree with this you. This isn't normal. Look at Drew Brees. Exactly. He's all the time pumping his guys up. This, Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes. This doesn't look normal, what happens with the Titans. And another person who's at fault with that, Taylor Lewan. You're going to open up your mouth so much when you win. 
you better be a leader on the team. You can't have your offensive line that you're supposed to be the leader of play the way they play. Yep. So this leadership group that allows to get up and talk, Brian Arakpo on the defense. Where's he been? Wesley Woodyard on the defense. You're going to talk, then it's your team. And you always hear the great teams, like the National Predators, every time they do something great, you always hear the internal leadership group. This leadership team, they're, they're self-motivated. The Titans don't have that. You never hear that out of the Titans. It's always about Mike Vrabel. Where are, when are the players held accountable for not being good leaders of themselves? And it's, and it's consistent. It, it's not like, so you change from Ken Wisenhunt to Mike Malarkey. You win more games, but you still have these huge letdown games. You switch from Mike Malarkey to Mike Vrabel. You still have these huge letdown games. You have amazing highs. You beat the Patriots. And then you go and get blown out on the road against Indianapolis. It's unacceptable, and it's on the players. Because the one constant through that has been those key clip players. No, I agree. You have all the ant- uh, tactics in the offseason, all these antics, LaJuan, about, oh, daddy's back. Daddy's this, daddy's oh, yeah. home. Shut, shut up. up. Yeah, you know, shut, like, up. shut up. I'm sick of hearing it. You, if you're going to talk all this talk, I want you to show up. Every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever you're playing, show up. Yep. Show up every day to practice. Yeah. Get better. Do better. You talk about respect earlier in the season. Why? Why do they need to give you respect? You don't, you don't deserve it. Every time you win, you beat the Patriots by 24. Yes, you're finally a good team. You mail it in the entire week. You go in unprepared, clearly unprepared. You get outcoached, outplayed, and you get destroyed in every aspect of the game. Because that's the way you operate. You would have thought we were facing Denver's front seven or, yep. or just any of these elite defenses. Yep. And Logan Ryan gets up on Colin Cowherd's show and says, we learned from our mistakes earlier this season. Right, because Cowherd says, how am I supposed to trust the Titans after you beat the Eagles and then you go on a three-game losing streak? And he goes, we learned from it. We mailed it in, then we lost to the Bills, and it spiraled out of control from there. But we learned from it. No, you didn't. You can sit up here and talk, but you clearly didn't. Because it's thirty, it was thirty-eight to ten. That's how much you learn from it. So, excuse me, that I don't believe you, and I'm not very high on some of these players right now in the Titans room. And they very well could have a great showing on Monday night against Houston. They could go win the game, but you can't trust that they're going to continue that. And then the schedule gets real easy after that, which means they're going to let some. They're going to mail it in because they're you know they're thinking the same thing. Because I'm coming to the conclusion that the players think how we think. The players were sitting here last week talking about how they were going to blow out Indianapolis, too. Yep. And then they may, they may not have said it out loud, but they were thinking it. Oh, and yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So, um, let's talk about this next week's game. Because, like I said, this is a must-win game now for the Titans. Playing against the Houston Texans, who have won seven in a row. Right. They are seven and three. Mind you, the Titans did beat the Texans earlier this season with Blaine Gabbert at quarterback, but this is a completely different game now. This is a completely different Texans team. Yeah. It's just Demarius Thomas has come in. He's been good. The Texans have been rolling. Now, mind you, they haven't been particularly impressive in any of these wins. Like last week, they would have lost to Washington if it's not for Alex Smith and that gruesome leg injury he had. But they control the division right now by two games. They're two games clear over the Titans and the Colts. And the Titans have to win this game. And we were talking a little bit before we went on air, but – the Titans are still could get a wild card spot, but they're five and five, and the four teams that are ahead of them have all beaten them. They're all five and five, but the Titans are at the bottom of that list because they've lost to the Dolphins, they've lost to the Colts, they've lost to the Ravens. So you need to win the division. 
And you've got to win your division games. They have to beat the Texans on right. Sunday. You can't bank on all these on teams losing. No, and it's another Monday night football game. And I still have my reservations about Monday night football that I had earlier this season. Yes, they played really well against the Cowboys. But the Cowboys weren't ready to play. Houston will be ready to play. This is a big division game. Do you trust these players to get it done, to prepare the way they need to prepare, to play the way they need to play? 100% no. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Join the pessimism train. Chase. I'm on it. I'm on it. Full, full flesh. I don't either. I don't. I really don't. And you know what? And the sad part is it kind of scares me the way they bounced back earlier this season. Then now they're just going to assume that they're going to do it again and mail it in. Because apparently that's the way these players operate. And so I don't either. I think that it's going to be a Texans team that's out for revenge. J.J. Watt didn't get to, Mar- didn't get to Blaine Gabbert in the last game. They're going to be hounding Mariota, assuming it's Mariota that's playing. And if it's Gabbert, it's going to be even worse. So You know what scares me? What's that? The receivers. Texans receivers. Yeah. Hopkins. Demarius Thomas, Kiki Cutie. Against Michael Butler. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, and if a Dory Jackson doesn't play better, then we're in a whole heap of trouble. I don't trust a Dory Jackson to even limit DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I really don't. And it, just Would you like to see Logan Ryan T-Y, on T-Y, No, I don't want to see anybody. I just don't know who I want to see on him. Kevin because, Meyer playing corner. Because T.Y. Hilton's a good receiver. Yeah. But DeAndre Hopkins is miles He's ahead of him. He's all world. He's all world. He's one of the best receivers in the game. He's top five. At least. Maybe top two. Like, I agree. He is insane. I, I agree. So, our pass rush better be getting to Watson. And they didn't because that that's, at that's, all. Because that's the secondary's best friend. You better be getting to Deshaun and Watson. Andrew Luck could have made a campfire with the pockets that he had on Sunday. So, you've got to get to him. And, if they, and the problem is Deshaun Watson will run. You can get at him and he will be gone. So, there's a whole lot of things that this team has got to get together quickly. And before the season started, Noah, we talked to a Titans linebacker. Yeah, we did. And he said he was going to get to Watson. Well, yeah. he, he better do it. I don't think he's going to because he's been invisible. That certain Titans linebacker we're talking about may be a rookie. He may have been a first-round pick. And he may have been absolutely invisible throughout the first half <laughs> of this season. So, all right. I'm not feeling good about this game. You're not feeling good about this game. Nope. You know what that means? Titans are going to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to win running away with it. Next week we'll be talking about are they good or not. But <laughs> give me your score prediction, Chase. Titans oh, versus man. Texans, Monday night football. I know I don't feel good about it, so I know that means the Titans are probably going to win, but I cannot, I cannot consciously say they're going to win. Yeah. I'm going to go Texans. It's going to be a lot less scoring than, you know, Last night. Yeah, I would like to apologize (laughs) to the fans of neither one of these teams that just want to watch good football after watching that game last night. Um, This game next week's not going to look like that, but you already know that. It's just, it's not. Chiefs and Rams, man, that was incredible. All right, score prediction. We're going to talk about that. Score prediction. I'm going to go Texans 27, Titans 10. Yeah, I was looking at, I said, I have 31 13 Texans. Uh, Until the Titans play good, I'm not going to pick them to play good. Right. That's just my mind. I don't trust them. No. I just don't at all. all. I don't either. And it's sad that that's the state that we're in. And the last thing I'll say is a lot of that falls back on John Robinson again because he hasn't fixed this roster. (laughs) He hasn't fixed this roster. I love it. I love it. No, I hear you. The constant thing with this team has been the roster. That's the one thing that stayed constant. And the other thing that stayed constant, they're inconsistent. And they're barreling towards another 9-7 and season. And Matt LaFleur better step it up. 
I'm I'm, te- I'm telling you, the, I'm, I'm I'm convinced the best thing that can happen to this offense is for him to get a head coaching job somewhere. If else. Someone hires Matt Lafleur to be their head coach. You are dumb, Cleveland. And with that, come on, let's move on to the other embarrassing team that we cheer for and that we like to cover and that we like to talk about. Uh, Tennessee Vols. Tennessee Vols. So baby. the Vols set themselves up with that big win Huge. over Kentucky. Huge. To make a bowl game. You got right. two shots to make a bowl game. Well, congratulations, now you have one. Because Drew Locke came to town, came to Neyland Stadium on senior day, and whipped him around. Drew Locke is a really good quarterback. Really good quarterback. Yeah. Which I expected Missouri to have a good offensive game. And let's just face it, the Vols are not good enough to win a shootout. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not built to win shootouts right now. The offensive line, granted, they they can't they couldn't protect Garantano, Chris. They couldn't protect them from preschoolers. We would have and, and it's the same like the Titans for now. Yeah, they lose fifty to seventeen. It was ugly. It wasn't good. It spiraled right about the end of the second first half. They had a shot to score, and they get an interception, and then score one play later, and. It's just over. And who knows if Garantano's even going to be able to play. It's him or Chris, for sure. But Uh, Let me just say this. To the people who say that Keller Chris should start for the Vols, get some help, okay? (laughs) Please get some help. Once again, stop it. Stop it. Get some help, okay? Please. Because a backup quarterback comes in and plays against college kids who did not watch tape on him, and he has a couple of really good throws because for some reason Tyson Helton decides to actually throw the ball down the field, getting off on a different tangent. Does not mean that he is better than the starting quarterback. Jarrett Carantano is better than Keller Christ, and that got exposed as the game went on. Right. Keller Christ goes 7 of 19. That's your starting quarterback? 7 of 19 for 173 yards and two interceptions? No, thank you. And let's I'll face take it. Jared Garantano. Let's face it. That deep 50-50 ball he threw to Callaway was Ugly. Yep. Callaway just made a play. Yep. Marquez Callaway just made a play, done what he does. Yep. Um, and whenever Tyson Helton has decided to let Garantano throw it down the field, it's worked out. But for some reason, he is incompetent enough not to realize he should do it more often. Well, I feel like, I feel like that's what he wants to do, but he also doesn't trust the line. And he knows Garantano's taking a beating all year. You also don't want him getting hurt. He's taking a beating but, on slants. But at the same time, exactly. And at the same time, you're running slants and screens to try to help your quarterback. But you can only do that so much. Yep. This offensive line has to get better. You have to step up. We have a five-star offensive tackle coming in next season. Yep, thank God. Hopefully he'll be able to stay healthy. Yep. That, that, that's, what, that's what our biggest issue is, is the offensive line. Yep. I mean, my God, we couldn't stop Charleston. <laughs> Charleston. But somehow you rebound. Charleston or Some, Charlotte? Charlotte. Same thing. Sorry. It's the same whatever. Place. Yes. Charlotte. <laughs> but anyways, I'm fired up. I can't think straight. Okay. And then – the offensive line shows up against Kentucky. Oh, maybe they'll get it together. No. No. It's not happening. And Vanderbilt's defense is pretty good. They're not bad. This Vanderbilt game is weird. And man. Vanderbilt's, you know, whoever wins gets Both. into a bowl game. So you, if you think Vanderbilt's slacking off, no. Now, granted, it's, gonna be, it's pretty much a Tennessee home game. <laughs> I mean, it is every year. But this team, will they? Sh- I don't know if they'll show up. So... This is, like I said, this is a weird game with Vanderbilt. 
uh, Vanderbilt's trying to beat Tennessee for the third time, straight time for the first time since the 1920s. And that's ridiculous. Um, it's time that Tennessee starts treating Vanderbilt like Vanderbilt. Because Vanderbilt, congratulations, <laughs> you have smart kids. Tennessee has football players. All right? Tennessee needs to win this football game, period. I understand the whole argument that 5-7 and seven is still a successful season given where they started. Right. Win I get this that. football game. I get that. Win the game. That's the bottom line. You got to win the game and go to a bowl. Nothing else to me is acceptable at this point in this season. I understand, and I usually like to say, would I take it before the season? Yes, I would take 5-7 and seven before the season. But right now where we're sitting, Tennessee needs to beat Vanderbilt on Saturday. No, I agree. I agree. You, you've, you've beat Kentucky. You've beat Auburn. There's no reason you can't beat Vanderbilt. No. I do not want another South Carolina game where it comes down to a ref missing a fumble or anything remotely to that. I don't want to cop out. No. You've got to beat them. And beating them entails stopping Kyle Shermer. Good luck defense that couldn't stop Drew Locke at all. Now, Shermer is no Drew Locke, but he can throw a football. And so... Shermer's a good quarterback. Yeah, this defense has to play like it did against Kentucky, not like it did against Missouri. Now, thankfully, they are a different style offense than Kentucky or than Missouri had, so it kind of plays into Tennessee's hands better. But yes, SEC Network, three o'clock Central. Tennessee needs to beat Vanderbilt, and that's, that's all I really can say about this game is Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt, and Tennessee is Tennessee. And I've had about enough of Vanderbilt talking like they're better than Tennessee. Right. It's just no. that sh- that should not happen in any sport but baseball. Exactly, I agree. And even then, Tennessee Tech is better than both of them in baseball. So, uh, <laughs> wings up. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, give me your prediction, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Man, this is on. This is tough. Like this, I this is tough. Three really and a half tough. point spread for Vanderbilt. Which is the largest favorite. spread? Oh my god! Which is the largest spread in the modern era for Vanderbilt? And he has just a reminder, a sixty-one percent chance. Just a reminder for Vanderbilt fans who like to get a big ego, uh, mainly one that I know from armchair tighten up. Uh, you're a three and a half point favorite, and that's the biggest favorite you've ever been. Really? <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be hyped up about that one. Yep. Congratulations. Give me your score prediction, Jim. man. I'm really gonna. Screw it. I'm just going to say I'm gonna say the Vols oh win. I'm going to say they win. Okay. What's they, the score? Because before I get to the score, here's okay. why I think they're going to win. Jeremy Pruitt is going to have this team fired up, ready to play. He has to. He has to. He has to give this fan base just something. Just, just a little something. I don't care if we're playing in the Belk Bowl. I don't care what bowl we're playing in. Get us to a bowl game. Yeah, the Birmingham Bowl. Because before the season, I even said this: a bowl game, no matter which bowl, is a huge success and a huge statement for his first year. He's going to do it. He's going to deliver on it. I'm, I can feel it. Vols are going to win this football game, Noah, okay. by a solid score of 27-25. It's going to be weird, man. 27-24-25. Okay. One of the two. To me, this game is 100% a toss-up. I could see Tennessee winning. I can see Tennessee losing. Uh, it depends so you're on go with Vanderbilt. It depends on which Tennessee team shows up. Right. So I'm going to go with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt twenty four twenty one over Tennessee. Uh, I really hope I'm wrong. 
I really hope you are too. Tennessee needs to win this game. I wanted to. I I don't even want it to be close. Well, yeah, that'd be ideal. Uh, <laughs> just blow them out. All right, moving on. Hockey Preds are good. Next. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. It's kind of. So <laughs> Preds are good. Next. The Nashville Predators are still number one in the NHL in points after last night's win. 3-2 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. They sweep the season series over the Lightning. And a potential Stanley Cup final preview. Um, if that is the Stanley Cup final preview, I would love for the series to go like the season series went with the Preds sweeping. But Saturday night, they win as well uh, over the Kings. So they go from beating the worst team in hockey, statistically, to beating the second best team in hockey. Uh, Callie Yarncroke's playing really well. Has four points in his last two games, including a hat trick, his first career hat trick. Um, yeah, so when I say the Preds are good, I mean the Preds are good. There's, I know we don't talk a ton about them. There's not a ton to talk about. It's 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 hard for me to talk more about the Preds when it's football season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I like the Preds. Don't get me wrong, and they're doing really well. Yeah. But with all this chaos that is Tennessee football. <laughs> It, it, it kind of overshadows him. A little bit. But Austin Watson is back from his 18-game suspension. And just as he returns, and it was funny, I was thinking to myself, man, the Preds are really healthy. And then Victor <laughs> Arvidsson goes on IR with a broken thumb, six to eight weeks. P.K. Subban goes on IR, which means he misses at least three games. He's already missed two. or No, he's actually already missed three, so he can come back at any time now. We don't know what kind of injury that is. They haven't said because it's hockey and they won't tell us. I was shocked that they told us what was wrong with Arvidsson. I guess it's because it's you know he's out six to eight weeks, so they might as well just tell us. But even with those two injuries to key players, shows you how deep this team is. Cough, cough. John Robinson learned from David Poyle. Cough, cough. When you lose critical players, they still win, and they win over good teams. So they continue to roll. They look like they're on a path to possibly get their second straight President's Trophy, which I literally couldn't care less about. Because we right. saw what that did last year for the Preds. We know we'll Nothing. put up a bogus banner. <laughs> I'm okay with the President's Trophy banner. I'm not no, okay know, with the but regular season Western Conference champion But that's banner. what we'll be getting, another one. Another bogus banner. No, how about we get a real banner that says Do you Stanley think they'll Cup ever take that banner down? No. No. Why would they? <laughs> we'll get a banner that says maybe one day, one, Maybe one day we'll need room for one more banner, and they're like, all right, we'll get rid of that we'll one. We'll get rid of that <laughs> one. Anyway, Dallas actually has those up too, regular season Western Conference champions. I don't understand it, but... It's about the only thing Dallas can win. I mean, oops. In any sport. <laughs> All right. So, Chase, let's talk about something else. Let's, let's just do it. Yeah. Let, let's talk about something I envy so much. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, so last night on Monday Night Football, there was a different league that was playing football than what the Titans played. Rams play. chief. Oh, wow. Cow. I mean, so the Rams win 54 to 51. And I saw a headline, I don't know if you saw it, that they said they canceled the rest of the regular season and just doing yeah, a best, yeah, of five best of five between the Rams and the Chiefs. I would really like that to be the Super Bowl because <laughs> the Titans aren't going to make the Super Bowl, no. so we might as well have that as the Super Bowl. And I really can't say with confidence that'll be the Super Bowl. Because the Saints are so good. Saints and Pats. Patriots are going to show tr- up. I don't know. The Patriots no. are always going to show up. No. I'm never, you can never count them out. I would, I That's bet on thing. Are the Chiefs the better team? Yes. Yes, but the Patriots have already shown they can beat the Chiefs. I'm telling you right now, I'd bet on the Steelers before I would bet on the Patriots. The way the Patriots I will. Built. I will never bet against Tom Brady. I that doesn't mean that. I'm betting for him, but I'll never that. bet against him. All right. 
Anyway, I would like for that to be the Super Bowl. Kenny, just what? How are they so good? I don't understand. Like, you just watch them. Well, and it, it's see, part of what gives me off of Mariota is those two quarterbacks sling the ball. It's like every time that Jerry Goff threw a pass, I thought it was overthrown. It was just a laser right to the guy. Well, you see, when a coach has a talent and he's a really good play caller, he calls good plays. Look at Sean McVay. Is this shade at Matt LaFleur? My yes. Matt LaFleur had nothing to do with this Rams offense last season, in my opinion. Well, that's sure. Nothing. He was just there. He was just <laughs> He was just collecting a paycheck. Hey, yeah. Goff, really good throw there, buddy. <laughs> well, McVay was calling plays, so you're right. I don't – you're What's right. What's he doing? Hey, Gurley, next time, you know, sling it out a little bit faster. Go a little wider. You might have hit the hole faster. <laughs> You'll score, you know. Good job, team. Good job. Okay, Jason Garrett with the claps. <laughs> yeah, so that just we had to say something about that game because that game was unbelievable. It's one of the best football games of all time. Oh, definitely. 54 to 51. And what's crazy is you would think, where's the defense? But the defense was there. <laughs> they had like three interceptions. Yes, the Rams, the Rams scored two touchdowns. The Rams the had two, de- two interceptions in the last two drives. And the Chiefs' defense made plays. Yeah. It's that's just, what it, That's what's nuts. This is one of the few games where it's a shootout. But the defense is actually Mahomes played. Mahomes had four turnovers. He had two interceptions and two fumbles lost. He and last had night, six touchdown passes. Last night with Mahomes in that last drive, he showed his youth. He yeah. sh- to me, he showed his youth. Yeah. He trusted his arm a little too much. Yep. He has that Brett Favre mentality. I'm a gunslinger. I'm going to sling it. But he has, he has Brett Favre mentality with a bigger arm. Right. He has a bigger arm right. than Brett Favre. Right. And he takes and he takes care of the football. Yeah. Other than, other than last night. But last night, to be fair, it was score bust at that point. Like right, the first right. the interception he threw on the second to last drive, his arm gets hit as he right, throws. Right, right, right. So nothing against him there. And that second one, he's running. He has Tyreek Hill running. on the run, and it's still a bomb. And Tyree it's Hill, still a bomb. They showed one angle real quick where Hill kept running, and I think Mahomes expected him to come back. And then, like, Hill slipped when he tried to cut back on it. And I think that may have changed the play up a little bit. At least would have been there to defend it. Right. But – Regardless, that was a different league than what the Titans play right. in. And like I said, I'm sorry for those fans who watch Texans Titans next week. It's not going to look like that. I think every fan base, other than the Chiefs and Rams, envy that offensive performance. Except for night. the Saints, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The Saints. Are just I mean, the only game they lost, whipping. they scored forty. Yeah, <laughs> the Saints are handing out weapons everywhere they go. But all right. So with that, like I said at the beginning, follow us on Twitter at TN Talk Pod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. Subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes. If you're listening to us through SoundCloud or INO with 106.9 Kicks Country, we appreciate all of the love and support. Keep sharing us. Tell your friends about us. We'll be back next week, hopefully talk about some wins. Before we go, we did not say something that we always say when we play the Texans. What's that? Deshaun Watson is not an elite quarterback. And sucks. Yes. Deshaun Watson's not an elite quarterback. See you next week. See Deshaun Watson sucks. See ya.